letting something go is not mortal danger. Your brain may be telling you, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst thing ever. This is a mistake. This is an accident. What if you are listening to the Decluttering Club podcast? I'm your host, Sarah Mueller, and it's my mission to equip women to declutter their homes, their time, and their lives so that they can cherish what truly matters. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Decluttering Club podcast, episode number 13. Today, we're talking about why can't I throw things away? This is going to be a good one. And this is a little bit extreme, but, um, you know, if you've ever hung on to something, even though you're thinking like, I really, this is really not something that I want to keep, but still, but yet I'm having a hard time letting it go. This episode is for you. Okay. So I actually wanted to record this episode because someone wrote in with this exact question. She said, why can't I throw things away? And I thought, okay, that is a really important question and we need to dive into it. Okay. So if this is you and, you know, maybe it's varying levels of this, maybe you have no time, no heart, no problem throwing certain things away, but you know, you're really attached to other things. Um, even though you know that you probably don't need it, this is what we're going to dig into today. I think the main answer to this question is because if you are used to hanging on to things, you're really good at hanging on to things. Like literally, you are good. We are good at the things that we practice. We are good at the things that we do over and over and over again. So if you are used to holding on to things just in case, or you know, you're really hesitant to let them go, then it makes sense that that is what you are good at. And you are not good at letting things go because you haven't practiced it. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you practice, for instance, if you practice uh, playing the piano, you're going to get good at playing the piano. However, if you play the piano every now and then, but not so much, you know, and weeks go by, then you're probably not very good at playing the piano. It takes practice. And the things that we practice, the things that we focus on, we get better at doing them. Okay. So if you're not good at it, I just want you to know it's because you haven't been practicing it. It is not something that you have been focusing on. And what that means is you can practice it and you can change your mind. You can make a shift and start um, doing that. And it will take effort at the beginning, just like it takes effort to do anything that you're not used to doing. But that doesn't mean that it's not something for you. And it also doesn't mean that you can't learn it. All right. Really important there. Doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It doesn't mean that, you know, this isn't for you. It just means you're just not used to it something new. New things require extra effort. Okay. So I want to explain to you, and we've talked about this before, but maybe, uh, you know, it, it really bears repeating that there is a part of our brains and it's called the primitive brain, or sometimes we call it the habit brain. And that part of our brains is designed to keep us out of trouble. It's designed to keep us alive. It wants to conserve your energy, right? This is why we don't, you know, go out and run a marathon every day because our brains are like, if we did that, we would die. So that part of our brain protects us against that. It also, um, by the way, it also um, drives you to seek out pleasure, okay? That's why it's more fun and sometimes we'll just, we're kind of, um, we're consumed with the urge to do something, you know, something fun or something enjoyable. And that's why we would much prefer eating chocolate or, or scrolling, doom scrolling, as opposed to doing something hard, like letting something go if we don't like doing that. 
Okay. That's just that habit brain doing its job. And maybe it's kind of the habit brain is kind of bossing around the part of your brain, which knows, you know, I really do want to let this go. The habit brain is running the show. And if that's the case, we want to just notice that and realize that that's, that's a normal thing. And maybe it's just a little bit overactive. Okay. We want to tell our habit brains that letting something go is not mortal danger. Your brain may be telling you, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst thing ever. This is a mistake. This is an accident. What if, what if we don't like it? What if it turns out to be wrong? Looking out for danger, right? And again, your habit brain does not know that this is not a life-threatening activity. Um, sometimes it feels that way, right? Because again, it's just a little bit overactive, okay? So uh, we want to start with baby steps and we want to practice letting go just letting go, right? So you can do this very simply. Like let's say you're decluttering a drawer of stuff, whatever it is. Maybe it's the junk drawer, okay? So you open the junk drawer, you take a look at what's inside and you think, is there anything in here that, uh, that I think I should let go of, that I want to let go of? Is there anything in here that obviously doesn't work or that I don't know what it is? <laughs> Those are good examples of things that you can let go of. Right, And you just start really small, five minutes, 10 minutes at a time, and you just look for things that can go right in the trash. And I'm telling you, you're going to find things. Everybody thinks, well, I, you know, I really, I love all my stuff or I need all my stuff. But the truth is when you take a look at what is there, you know, when we take off those blinders, when you are not operating from clutter blindness, you will discover there are lots of things that you can let go of. Right now, you may still hesitate. You may still feel stuck. And here's what I want you to do if this happens. Okay, I want you to be on the lookout for three words. I call these dangerous words. They're dangerous. Are you ready for them? All right, the first one is might, as in I might need that. Have you ever thought that? I might use that. I might want to wear that. I might need that later. Might. Very dangerous. Okay. The next one is could. I could use that. Right. And then the third one is should. Right. Might, could, and should. And they are dangerous because how do we even know? Right. It's just like there's so much uncertainty here and you really can never know for sure. Okay. So, but what I want you to do is if your brain offers up, I might need that or I should use that or, you know, I could make something out of that. If that's what comes up for you, I want to do what uh, Byron Katie calls a turnaround. Okay, Byron Katie is a tremendous, tremendous thought leader. She's, she's a coach and she's written some amazing books and I've gained so much from her work. And one of the things that she teaches is the turnaround. Okay, so if your brain says, I might need that, you can do a turnaround and there's lots of ways to do that. One way is to say, I might not need that. Can you see how that's true? Or another way to do that turn, a turnaround of that statement, if you say, I might need that, you could say, someone else might need that, right? Now we're open up to the possibility that maybe I should let that go and someone else can have it, right? Um, another way to do this would be if you're saying, I might need that, you can say, I might need the space. Aha, right? Now we're just noticing some other possibilities, right? And these can both be true, right? And so which one... Do we want to follow? Which path do we want to follow? 
right? It's really up to you. You can say, um, I should use this, right? I should, I should use up this food, right? Maybe the truth is I shouldn't use it up. Maybe it's expired. Maybe it really doesn't taste good. Maybe it's not good for me. We can think of all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't use that item or why you couldn't use that item, right? Or maybe it's I might want that item. And then what are the reasons why you might not want it or why you might want something else in its place? And that something else might be just some extra space or some extra time that you would gain when you let go of that item, right? Because I think we all focus so much on what we have to lose when we let something go or when we, when we throw something away. We think, I'm going to lose the item, I'm going to lose whatever, I'm going to lose money. But we forget completely that there is a flip side to that coin. And every time we decide to keep something, we are also losing something. Maybe we're losing space. Maybe we're losing peace of mind. Maybe we're losing um, the opportunity to put something else in that space, Right? It, you're never, it's never, um, you know, an obvious win. Okay. So you really want to be aware, what are we losing by saying yes to this item? And what are we losing by saying no? And then you can decide which path do I want to go? Which one makes the most sense for me? Right. And this takes us out of the habit brain, which really just kind of is like the knee jerk, um, you know, just like keep everything at all costs. That's like the default. So it takes us out of that and it lets us make decisions logically. And it makes us, it allows us to be intentional. And when we are intentional, then we can make better decisions. Because the habit brain, the primitive brain, is not very good at making logical, long-term decisions. All it cares about is right now. It is that toddler that doesn't care about next week or tomorrow or later on. It just wants its lollipop right now, right? And if we always operate from that perspective, then we're going to suffer long-term. And we all know that we don't want that. So we got to get out of the now. We got to get out of like operating just for like instant gratification. And we need to start thinking about tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. And when we do that, that may be a little challenging in the present, in the short term, but the rewards in the long term are so much greater. Okay. So I really want you to practice that exercise, practice that turnaround right? And do it with love and compassion. We're not going to beat ourselves up. We're not going to hate on ourselves because we want to hold on to something. We're going to understand, oh, it makes perfect sense. My brain's just trying to keep me safe. And I'm also going to let this go, or I'm going to think about this. And I'm going to make a long-term decision that's going to serve me longer than just, you know, right here and right now. Okay. So the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to take this to the extreme. I want you to imagine what happens if I never let anything go. What does my life look like? Let's assume that I always, you know, operate under this this um, position of ho- hanging on to things just in case. What happens if I do that? What does my life look like in ten years? Right? And you might be a little bit horrified, and that's okay. That's the point here. This is a thought exercise, and it can then convince your habit brain and remind you that, you know what, the price of following this path is actually significant. It doesn't feel like it today because I feel like I'm protecting myself from change, 
But if I continue on this path, then um, there's a much greater loss in store for me. And that can give me some motivation um, and a little bit of energy to do that thing that's kind of hard. Okay? Like it's sometimes like, like if you, let's say you don't go to the dentist for a number of years, it gets harder and harder to go to the dentist. Right? Because you're like, oh, I haven't gone. They're going to criticize me. You know, I'm going to, and this, this was me, by the way. <laughs> I did have a period of several years where I didn't go and I was just like, I don't want to go. Um, you know, I had all these reasons. I had all these excuses and it got harder and harder to go. Well, you know what happened? You can imagine what happened, right? I ended up getting a toothache and then I couldn't get there fast enough. And I was so, I was so, grateful for the relief that I got when the dentist fixed my tooth, right? That pain is what drove me to going and having it fixed. And you know what? Now I go, I go regularly and I go consistently, even though I don't like it because I want to avoid that pain, right? So pain can be useful for us if we use it and we notice what's going on, right? We want to harness it as motivation, okay? So you can do that exercise. What happens if and take that to the extreme and just imagine, like, what happens if I allow my, my habit brain, my primitive brain, to call the shots here for a long term? Well, I'm probably not going to like that. So I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to do the hard thing. I'm going to do it in little baby steps because that is available to me, right? The Decluttering Club, we have the tools for you and we can help you make progress in a way that's sustainable, that's manageable, you know, and that doesn't burn you out. All right? So that is my answer to the question of why can't I throw this away? And hopefully now you have an answer too. All right. Let me know how that goes. I'd love to hear about it. I'll see you next time, everyone. Take care. That's all we have for you today. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast? It would really help us get the word out. To start your decluttering journey, go to thedeclutteringclub.com forward slash start. That's the T-H-E decluttering club.com forward slash start.